0: Listen to the Dradcast, episode 86, with special guest Joey Goodhouse, Joe Casabono. This episode of the Dradcast is brought to you by Pagely, the original WordPress-managed host. If you're looking for the best, look no further than Pagely at pagely.com. Get ready for the Dradcast. Your favorite nerds. Brad Williams and Dre Armada bring you high-octane conversations with new guests every week. Covering the latest news, insight on recent events, and interviews with tech titans. Pour yourself a quality cocktail. What kind of soft drink? Sit back and chill. Because the Dragcast starts now. Alright, we're sitting back. We're chilling. Some maybe more than others. But Dre,
1: we're back for another episode, my friend. My brother, I'm excited about it. The things that I'm not excited about is me and the NY Big Q in the middle Nyquil that I'm rocking because I got a little bit of a head cold. Other than that, we're good. How are you doing? I'm
0: good, man. NY N- Big Q in the middle. <laughs> you have a you have a way with
1: words. I will I will give you that. <laughs> Oh, man. Ah, uh, geez. Uh, I, I feel a little crazy. We're here with the big house today. It's going to be a good episode. How, how you been, man? It's like, uh, you know, we've been back on the air now. This is, what, fourth, fifth week in a row. And uh, geez, I, I want to do this like more often even. It's been awesome, man. It has been
0: fun. It's nice getting back in a regular routine. It's nice. Um, I think our listeners enjoy it as well. Uh, we've had some pretty amazing guests, amazing topics. I mean, so far, the season's um, been all around amazing, to be honest. Really enjoying it. Maybe we should just do a daily show.
1: Ah, man, if we just quit work, if we get enough sponsors, that might be interesting.
0: We'll just uh, we'll, we'll, They could put us in between, like, Dr. Oz and, like, the Steve Harvey show or something like that, 11 a.m. hour, you know, on TV.
1: I'm liking this. I Maybe. was thinking more like, uh, you know, Wheel of Fortune and Family Feud, but
2: that, <laughs> that'll, that'll work. I
0: don't know if we're quite there yet. I don't know oh. if we're quite at that. I mean, that, yeah, you're talking, like, you know, that's, that's pre-prime time yeah who knows yeah. west coast i have no idea you guys yeah, I don't know. you, you watch tv at weird times i don't know how that works
1: yeah like you're watching football till midnight and it's like 9 p.m here <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man well we definitely have a great one today we got a fun guest on we got a lot of really cool topics um and it's actually a pretty special week this week isn't it it's uh some might call this star wars week
1: well i think that uh we might hear a little bit more about that throughout the show throughout the week in fact and I think we're airing the same day that uh, the release happens. Is that right? We are coming out on Star
0: Wars Day, so we have got got our lightsabers ready. You know we do. I have a little little duel later. How do I? Stop? I don't even know how to stop this. Okay, that,
1: that's terrible. The lightsaber
0: terrible. they, they really—you gotta—you know—you gotta treat them with a lot of respect. So, so let's get down to it, man. We got we got Joey Goodhouse on the show. He is, he's got quite the, quite the bio here. He's a front-end developer, crowd favorite, the author of the book Responsive Design for WordPress. He's the founder of a new initiative, which we'll get into, WP in one month, organizer of uh, Cigar Camp, which just had a little get-together at uh, WordCamp US, which, uh, Dre, I know you're a fan of, Mm -hmm. Uh, all the way from Scranton, Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. on the show, Joe. How's it going, man?
2: Uh, thank you, thank you. It's going uh, really well. I'm very excited for Star Wars Week. Do you hate this song? I don't hate. Uh, you know, I uh, don't. Wa- I didn't really watch The Office a lot. No, uh, but not because I didn't like it. Just because it, like the first real episode I watched was uh, Scott's Tots, and that just made my skin crawl. Like it was <laughs> like
0: that was cringeworthy. So yeah, if you're not familiar, that's the uh, soundtrack or theme song to The Office. It was a show on. NBC for a number of years. And it takes place in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So a lot of people that maybe have never heard from Scranton know it from the office. <laughs> and it is a very cringeworthy show at points. I think the whole point of it was just to yeah be cringeworthy. And that was definitely one of the worst. <laughs> <Scott Stots>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man! Well, welcome to the show, man. Well, you uh, you do have quite the bio and I'm excited to have you on. We've known each other for a number of years. Uh, you are also uh, an insane, uh, insanely crazy passionate Star Wars fan.
2: Yes, yes. So, uh, well, thank you very much. Again, I'm really glad to be here. Uh, I um, I love Star Wars. I actually am wearing a, uh, starting last week, I'm wearing a different Star Wars shirt every day until the movie premiere, which, now that I'm saying out loud, sounds super nerdy, but. Uh, <laughs> Not at all. No, no. Yeah, I uh, m- the number of Star Wars shirts I own actually rivals the amount of WordPress yeah. shirts I own. Uh, at so- least you're
0: wearing a different one every day.
2: Right. Yeah, so not not like,
0: You're not that guy wearing the same one for like the last month or something.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, none of that. So, but uh, yeah, so I'm really excited that Star Wars is coming out. Um, when I'm also a big Disney fan. So, when Disney announced they were buying Lucasfilms, I was incredibly happy. And I'm very excited to see, you know, the direction that Disney takes Star Wars and, and the Lucasfilm.
1: They're taking it right to the bank. That's right. Really yeah, I would say so. I mean, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> My friend sent me a picture of uh, apples with, like, Darth Vader on it yesterday. Oh, my God. So, yeah. (laughs) I
0: I picture Joe every day. He gets his – hops out of bed, kicks on some music, starts picking out his Star Wars shirt. (laughs) It's happening. Man, it's great. I'm pretty excited. I we were talking a little bit pre show. It's um, obviously Star Wars. I mean it it's it, I feel like Star Wars and even Star Trek and a lot of sci fi kind of is really runs deep, obviously in the tech in the tech world. A lot of us are pretty big nerds, probably why. Speak um, for yourself,
1: Brad. Speak for yourself. It doesn't, it
0: doesn't, <laughs> what about Star Wars or about being a nerd? A uh, nerd. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Hi there. I'm Armada. I'm, I'm a nerd. I'm Batman. <laughs> I need to i need to extend that clip it does run deep so i've seen i mean just the hype and you know like i didn't get tickets i just had a new uh, a new son um uh, a new baby in the house so it's like i was like all right i'm not gonna get to go like the day of but now i'm getting a little bit jealous like damn it i'm not gonna go the day of you know so i'm uh, watching everybody get super pumped they have tickets and um it's it's pretty exciting man i think we're, we're experiencing that that a little bit of of what kind of maybe our, the older generation or our parents um, experienced when the first Star Wars came around? I, I personally was wasn't born when the first one came out. I was born in eighty when the second one came out. So um, but it's kind of neat seeing that come around.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was born in eighty five, so uh, I you missed the whole damn trilogy. I missed I missed the whole thing. And then my dad, my parents didn't really watch it, so I actually didn't see my first Star Wars movie until nineteen ninety nine. It's like, I'm a huge fan, I saw the first episode last Tuesday. Great. <laughs> <So, wait. laughs>
0: Eight. I have a lot of Star Wars stuff queued up, if you haven't noticed. And I'm itching to play every single one of them on the show. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> oh, Dre's going to be slapping me with the lightsaber later. No, 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 that's cool, man. It's all good.
1: <laughs>
0: so what else you got going on, man? We covered a lot uh, in the intro. Um, you had the book come out. Uh, you did this guard camp. You got a new initiative. Uh, why don't you tell us a little about that. WP in one month. What are you doing over there?
2: Yeah, so I, uh, I don't know. I bought this domain on a whim a couple years ago. I'm sure you guys know that feeling. You just kind of think of a domain. And go I, off and I buy do it. not own
1: 622 <laughs> domains. That's bullshit. Oh, <laughs>
0: well, there's nothing better than having a few drinks and registering domains, and then, then realize <laughs> yeah. what you got the next day. Like they, they they were like the best idea in the world at like 2 a.m. <laughs> like, what was I doing? <laughs>
2: Shit. Yeah, e- exactly. Um, and I never really did anything with it until at the the northeastern Pennsylvania meetup group, which uh, I'm a co organizer of with my friend Phil Herb. Shameless uh,
1: plug. I love
2: it. <laughs> He, uh, so a bunch of people were were coming up to me and telling me that they really wanted to do like a hands-on WordPress workshop, and you know I I teach at the University of Scranton, so uh, I had a lot of thoughts about working that into my my general lectures. So I built out a lecture, I set up the site WP in one month, and I kind of uh, created a four-week or a four-session course uh, where you can go from I've never looked at WordPress before. I don't know what the word domain means or hosting like that. And and then go all the way to, hey, I can I can kind of troubleshoot my own WordPress website a little bit. So uh, I, I want to do that over four sessions. So theoretically it's one per week or maybe uh, over two Saturdays or something like that. But the idea is at the end of a, a month you can work with your own WordPress site and, and troubleshoot it and manage it and things like that.
0: That's, um, that's pretty awesome. I think, personally, I think there's a pretty big demand for this. I mean, I've seen just about anybody in the WordPress training space, whether virtual or in-person, um, it's it, it go, it's very successful. Um, if, it, if it's the right person doing it, you know what I mean? But it's very successful because there's a lot of people that need this. And WordPress is powering a quarter of the Internet right now. Um, people need to understand how to use WordPress. And there's a lot of people, we've talked about this on the show, uh, Dre, like we take a lot of this for granted. You know, logging into yep. WordPress, we take that for granted. We do it every day, day in and day out. But that's not always the easiest thing to understand. How to even get to the dashboard? You know, so um, what? What the hell's
1: a WordPress? <laughs>
0: what's a WordPress? <laughs> I, uh, uh, pressing words? What? I don't understand. Yeah. You know, so I think, and especially the fact that it's it's everybody learns differently. So the fact that it's in person, I think, is going to be a big draw. So you're doing the first one in Scranton, correct?
2: Yes. Yeah. So my my thought is that I kind of. Uh, you know, test in a smaller market. So Scranton's a relatively small city. Uh, I figure I can grab people from all around northeastern Pennsylvania and test it there. And I've spoke to a few other people in Lehigh Valley and, and Philly and Baltimore uh, about, you know, maybe expanding and having, you know, giving them my, my coursework and mm-hmm. or my courses and my notes and, and doing other sessions in, in other cities. So uh, my big blue sky ideas to kind of like franchise these things out to other people who want to who want to teach WordPress as well so uh, and you know it's like you said there's a lot of online stuff there's like WP sessions and and WP 101 and um, so I I wanted to I don't see a whole lot of in-person stuff so I figure that this is a a bit more niche but uh, you know it's a, a different market I think
0: yeah and i think that's a that's a great idea so we're definitely wishing you the best of luck on the first yeah. classes and you're launching in january in scranton it looks like for the first class. yes sir
2: yeah yeah the uh, first first wednesday in january is when it starts so
0: nice and then I, I i think there is a market there so i would expect to next time we have you on the show i would expect an update to say how you've, you've branched out to 10 cities across the u.s and uh classes are booked early and often and um, I think there's a big market here You're not seeing a lot of that um, hands-on, in-person training It's mostly virtual And everybody learns differently There's there's going to be a market for this So um, super pumped to see where this goes for you Oh hey. yeah Yes sir So Dre, man, we have I have a lot more Star Wars sound effects And we have quite a few topics to get into
1: So Yes uh, we do sir You ready to dive in? I say we rock and roll Let's get into this week's Pressing Topics Stand by Pressing Topics of the Week well yeah. uh, hey you 're talking about Star Wars and some of the, the some of the stuff that I think is going to be impactful is um, is really how advanced the 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 animations and the cGI and all of the uh, just AI that they 've built into these movies and, and I think that we saw that with the last last set of uh, of movies that they put out, and I think this one's just going to be completely over the top, and i 'm excited about that. Uh, we're we're starting to see a lot of that AI even move into the open source world. Um, have you guys seen anything around this Open AI initiative and project that's out in the open now?
0: Yeah, this is this is exciting stuff. So um, it was just announced um, just a few days ago, actually on the eleventh of December. Um, the Open Open AI initiative, which is a, a nonprofit artificial intelligence research company, um, on the surface that alone sounds pretty damn cool. But I think just seeing, like, who is behind it. You know, we have uh, Elon Musk, uh, amongst other uh, tech titans, and they've essentially pledged a um, billion dollars to this initiative. It's crazy. It's, I mean, so there, it's not just, hey, yeah, we'll support this. It's like, no, we're actually going to support this, um, you know, financially and I'm sure just um, however else they can. So the goal is that they can – research and work on artificial intelligence free from financial obligations which i think is probably the best thing about this initiative right so it's not there's not an end goal of you know taking over the world per se <laughs> <And then> hopefully, <laughs> uh, Ho- it's, hopefully it's more about how to have positive human impact right so i think it's i mean it's cool this is the type, this is the future right here man we're talking about it and we're seeing some big money get behind it so this stuff really geeks me up
2: yeah, this is this looks uh super cool. Um and uh you know, Elon I mean Elon Musk is like in my mind like a modern day Walt Disney. So like the fact that he's behind it and a bunch of other you know, I'm seeing like uh Peter Thiel for example, he's on there too and he's invested in all of the giant uh like Silicon Valley companies pretty much. So it's got a lot of big people behind it and I think this is uh, you know the fact that it's open uh, and open source and and free of the the financial, you know, burden. Uh, I think it's going to be a really really great thing in the next couple of years.
0: I mean the, the the thing that multiple people point out. You read some articles about this. It's just the idea of AI, and there's been movies about this stuff for forever, right? But just the idea of AI, I think, if you really think about it being um uh, doable, which I think we can all agree it it is probably not now but at some point it will happen um, it's scary like extremely scary and then of course you immediately think of things like the Terminator um, I mean these movies where they just you know machines you know want to destroy humans uh, but if, if it's a literally a, a, a you know a, a technological you know thing that can can learn, that's, that's a scary idea. I mean, you have people like Stephen Hawking that's come out and said that AI, if not done, you know, could, could essentially redesign itself at an ever-increasing rate, is one of his quotes, and that it could potentially be the downfall of mankind. Like, that, that shit like that scares me, you know? Like, God. So, <laughs> that's great. I mean, it's like, how far do you go? Do we keep going and say, all right, because once you have AI, once it one day clicks and turns on, is there any going back, or are we already too far down that road?
1: Sarah Carla to the
0: chopper. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't queue up some Terminator sound effects, yeah. but, yeah. I, you know, like, I mean, it's a serious no. question. Like, at what point does yeah. it become, are you are you past that point of no return? Because it would be something that is ever learning, and it could quickly get out of control.
2: Right, right. I mean, like, think about, like, how smart uh, your Pandora playlist is, and then, like, m- you know, multiply that. <laughs> so, so, uh right.
1: Brad's only plays sesame street mine is not that smart i can tell you that much oh man
2: i yeah i've made i've made a couple of really like pretty smart lists or like you know uh like the netflix queue i think is or the netflix recommendation engine or uh amazon like any of that stuff like anything that like taps into like the deep data mining stuff uh you know and these are websites that we're using but you know imagine if we take that out to the nth degree and you know, things in the real world start learning based on our behavior or something like that. We're definitely moving in that direction. And, uh, you know, if it's if it's not done right, uh, we're going to see some problems. But I think if it is done right, you know, we're going to see things akin to, you know, you know the self-driving car is, is this almost autonomous vehicle that can take you from point A to point B. And we're very close to you just being able to sleep while it drives you because it's smart enough to look at its surroundings. So, uh yeah, it's, it's it's I think, equal parts horrifying, but also, like, um, this amazing thing, so.
0: Yeah, and that's, you know, to that point, that's one of the quotes um, from the statement is, it's hard to fathom how much human-level AI could benefit society, and it's equally hard to imagine how much it could damage society if built or used incorrectly, um, and that really kind of sums it up, right? Like, the, the, the positives and the negatives are extreme either way. You know, it could have a huge impact. It would it will have a huge impact one way or the other and maybe both ways. But I'm just happy to see that there's an initiative that is is taking the idea of we want to explore this, but we want to do it in a manner that that makes the most sense and isn't completely financial, isn't financial based. It's not about making money per se. It's about exploring AI in a way that can really help, you know, mankind. And be transparent. And if it's any anything like we've seen with with other projects from from uh, Elon Musk, I mean, I, I like you said, I only expect amazing things to come from this because he is a modern day like Walt Disney. Or he's a game changer. You know, we talked about it on the show a number of times. Yep. That's some cool stuff. So check it out. The website's over at openai.com. They kind of have some details, not a ton. It's obviously very new. We're only four days into this, but they have some details <laughs> on some of the investors and some of the, the things they're going to be looking at and working on. And it'll be fun to kind of track this over the years and see see what comes of it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, what what you just, well, what we were just talking about made me think of a recent XKCD. Uh, I don't know if anybody reads the, the XKCD comic by uh, Randall Monroe, but he basically talked about how uh why Asimov put the three laws of robotics in the order he did, so the three laws are don't harm humans, obey orders, and protect yourself. And he bas- he goes through different orders and what that could mean for the world. So uh, you know, if the rules were don't harm humans, protect yourself, obey orders, it would be uh, really frustrating like you would tell you would tell the robot to do something and it wouldn't listen. Just because it was like protecting itself, so it's, it's you know, if uh, if there's like a show notes section, or you can go to XKCD slash sixteen thirteen, and uh, I think it's, I think it's interesting, and I love XKCD, so I think it's awesome. pretty it funny comic. Really yeah, cool.
0: it just kind of visually puts that on perspective.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: That is added to the show notes. Uh, so, how long would it take uh, an open AI bot to build? Uh, the Death Star. That's that's what I want to know. <laughs>
0: that's that's the real question. Uh, <laughs> How yes. do we get a freaking Death Star? <laughs>
1: <laughs> like ultimately, that is my goal. Um, the hell with everything else. I don't even want to like overtake Earth. I just want to build a Death Star. That's rad. Yeah, this is um,
2: one without the two meter or two. Uh, you know, the the opening that the, will destroy the whole thing. Of course. Yes. There you go. <laughs> the
0: obvious way to you know shoot and blow the whole thing up in yeah. one shot. Um, but besides that, great design. So uh, <laughs> there's, uh, there's been a uh, there's a really interesting article and kind of a video that goes along with it. Uh, uh, a guy named Brian Muirhead, who's a chief engineer at ASA or ASA, NASA. Wow. That's a, that's, that's a
1: <laughs> that's the porn edition. Yeah, is. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, all right. Take take flight on my Death Star. <laughs> He's a chief
0: engineer at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. But he basically put out this this idea that you know the the empires the empires blueprints for building a Death Star were garbage, and it actually is completely wrong. And the point he makes is that rather than build something by pulling resources from another planet, such as metals or whatever, and kind of flying them up to the Death Star and then constructing. That the best way to build a Death Star is actually to construct one out of already existing asteroid, and an asteroid would have the components, organic components. You have water, you have the building blocks. There's metals. It has everything you would need, um, in theory, uh, you know, uh, to build a Death Star without kind of shipping materials back and forth. So, um, I mean, what do you think? It's a pretty, it's an extremely geeky theory, but it actually seems to make a lot of sense. <laughs> 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 like, I'm is still this stuck. guy just helping us understand how we should actually build a Death Star. Is this? I'm
1: I'm still stuck on porn edition. So uh... <laughs> oh my. I, we're
0: not gonna put Asa in the show title. Oh, come on! That. How to penetrate my Death Star by, by Assa? Oh no, this
1: is going downhill quickly. Oh. Put my foot in my mouth on that one. I, I want to. Yeah, I want to see him build it like that. This would be amazing.
2: Yeah, even like a you know like a small scale model uh, like uh, proof of concept would be really cool. <laughs> that's I think what we need a proof of concept yeah. Death Star. <laughs> that's that's what NASA NASA just today, well, when the show airs two days ago, right? Opened up applications for astronauts. But what they should really be spending their money on is uh, how to actually build a Death Star. I think.
0: So if this this guy Brian Muirhead um, is is actually the guy that could probably figure it out. So. What he's working on is called the, and I have not heard of this, the asteroid redirect mission. So they're going to land something on an asteroid, <laughs> collect a piece of that asteroid, and then they're going to place whatever they just collected in orbit around the moon. I mean, this is some really crazy sci-fi stuff going on here. Like, man, gotta pull man. off a chunk of this asteroid, then you know, throw it around our moon for a bit and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, this is the guy that could build a Death Star. Like, if anybody could, it is this, it, Brian could.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I think about this all the time cause <laughs> of course you do. Not, <laughs> not like I, I not think like, about building Death Stars yeah, most of all my the day. time. Or doing like anything in space, um, <laughs> you know, like when we um, over the summer, you know, the first pictures of Pluto and like they launched this thing and didn't know for ten years if it would work That's or amazing. not. And I just get really nervous, like pushing like a website into production, and these guys. <laughs> <Right>. are <just laughs> And these guys are sending things into space, like taking <laughs> things off moving rock to put around other moving it, rock. It's crazy. It yeah, I, I it went to respect. launch my.
1: Yeah, I went to launch my blog, and I know that my only visitor is my mom. It took me two freaking hours to push the button. <laughs> I was like, "Shit!" Yeah, she's i gonna see that. It, my freaking responsive sucks. Oh. I can't imagine
0: the the patience that goes into that. Yeah, you 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 build something, so it's even the travel time. You know, ten years or whatever. But just the the lead up time to actually launching you know another few years on top of that so you're talking you know a decade or two um and just to see if it if if you didn't miss like a zero or one somewhere you know like you didn't miss the calculation by like a centimeter and everything blows up and and more times than not they nail it you know like almost every time it's insane when you really get into the the idea and the physics behind this stuff and the amount of research that goes into it i mean it's just mind-boggling
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, like going back to Elon Musk, like SpaceX had in, like a you know a, a failed launch recently, and he basically said like we're a spoiled team because we have very few of those. So you know we we need to realize that we need to like pick up and just the fact that they've had very few failed launches as like a private rocket ship company is you know again it's it's mind blowing the stuff that people are doing or trying to do and or theorizing can be done like it's insane
0: so i mean going back to it we really need to just do the proof of concept death star idea i think maybe we can get a kickstarter around that or something i mean you know we're not trying to blow up a planet or anything but i want to know if it's possible (laughs) yeah exactly exactly um it's pretty wild so uh kind of uh you know it's neat. So we have a we have a, a, a link in our show notes. Uh, a really cool article on WIRE. They have a video going along with it, and actually digs in even a little bit deeper. Um, but it's 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 pretty wild that you know we're not just thinking of this stuff as like sci-fi. We're thinking of all right, how can we do this? You know, <laughs> or we are doing this. Like there's a a bunch of great articles out there about. Kind of the tech, the, the Star Wars technology that is here today, you know, from the original films. Uh, yeah. uh,
1: and if I could step back a second, there actually was a Kickstarter for an open source Death Star back in 2013. Because, oh, uh, of course, there was. Uh, <laughs> With, they, did, did they, they not asked, hit their stretch goal or something? They like, did not hit the $20 million stretch goal there. So they, <laughs> they were, uh, they ended up, they, but they did end up getting uh, over $330,000 uh, donated to them. Oh, oh, wow. Shit.
0: Like, uh oh jeez well, that's like so people actually invested three hundred thirty or pledged to invest three hundred thirty thousand dollars to build a death star
1: well and, and in contrast to the crowdfunding efforts for the rebel alliance x wing squadron uh, <laughs> that uh only asked for eleven million dollars but gained seven hundred and twenty thousand oh uh, so apparently uh. there's a, there's some differences in in point of around what should be constructed first. <laughs>
0: Some more Star Wars
1: music. <laughs> Good stuff. You Best must step up an Iron Squad, finding X-wing squadron. No,
0: I don't, I don't <laughs> even know what just happened. I think I'm gonna. I'm, I think I'm gonna save that down later as a sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me mark the time on that one. Our, right. uh,
1: lightsabers. Let's uh, let's step yeah. it down to like the brass tacks. Right now, you can attach. Uh, a lightsaber to yourself in, uh, your Facebook, Facebook profiles. Uh. Hey, lightsaber.
0: Huh? Yeah, have you guys seen this showing up on Facebook? So I think it's actually a Facebook official. Uh, um, yeah, it's, I think, yeah, profile pic. So very similar to how you see flags laying over people's profiles, but you can go on there and they'll just, uh, they'll drop a, a cool lightsaber. I think you can kind of scale it and pick from some different options, but I've noticed this showing up across my page or across my feed quite a bit. It's, uh, I, this stuff is, like, I think this is pretty neat. This is fun stuff right here, you know? I really like seeing stuff like this.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's awesome. I think, my, but well, like everybody's concerned, one of the things that I've seen pop up considerably now over the last probably week is people do not spoil this shit for me because I, I signed up for tickets and I can't even get into the theater till like, March or April. Um, please do not spoil this for me. And uh, I, I think there's, a, there's an answer to that now uh, with a, a Chrome extension that's going to help you aid any potential spoilers that pop up on your news feeds and pages. So that's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, this is, a, this is a big one. Like, Joe, you mentioned you're going on Thursday, right? You got your tickets. You'll be there opening day.
2: Yep, yep, yeah. I'm uh, taking my godson. He's 10. It's going to be his first Star Wars theatrical experience. So. That's uh, awesome. Uh, but the movie premiered last night, right, officially, and the press got to see it. And uh, So I'm very nervous about reading spoilers uh, from even you know last night until Thursday. So uh, this this Chrome ex- I as soon as uh, Brad, I think I saw you tweet it earlier, mm-hmm. and I installed it immediately.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of because it's not Star Wars specific, right? It's like you put in kind of your keywords.
2: Right, right, yeah. It looks like it does a, a string replace, so uh, or a string search, so um, or a term search, I guess. So I put in Star Wars, and now it blocks everything. Star Wars, uh, and once Star Wars is over, I'm going to block uh, probably 2016 election and Trump and Clinton, so I think those are the three <laughs> words I'm going to block
1: that's after crazy. Star Wars, yeah. I, I got a few more choice uh, words I can add to that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's,
0: it's a cool idea and I think it, it, it says, I have not installed it yet, but it says it, it flags the title too, so you kind of know, hey, there's spoilers below. They've been replaced, but maybe you didn't get every keyword, so you can kind of tread lightly on those. Man, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I
1: I would add uh, Raiders football to that. Uh, oh, God. Well, Patriots football. The <laughs> water. Cooler. No spoilers. No there's spoilers. all sorts They stuff. won.
0: How about that? There's hey, a spoiler. There's a spoiler for you. Oh um, man. Yeah. So it's uh, it is a big concern. I, I like to think that most people are you know respectful enough, but there's always that one asshole that's like drops <laughs> it on Facebook and is like, dude, like we're not even friends anymore. I'm unfriending you. I'm not even unsubscribing. I'm unfriending you. I've seen. Yeah. It happen. Oh yeah.
2: And I they, mean, like what? I don't know. Do, I don't know if you guys remember when uh, was it? Like Harry Potter, one of the Harry Potter books came out. Uh, was it Half Blood Prince? Mm-hmm. And all over social media, people posted, "This is a Harry Potter spoiler alert." By the way, uh, Snape kills Dumbledore on page five ninety six or something he like that. Freaking dies, man! Yeah, right. And but like people posted it everywhere and like spoiled the book for a lot of people. Or. <laughs>
0: I, so let me ask you and this is a little bit relevant but what is the 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 grace period for a spoiler like what is the acceptable because at some point you know i've seen people get pissed because they've they spoiled something that was a movie 10 years ago and it's like come on come on dude like the movie's been out 10 years i think it's that's on you at that point but what is that grace period of when um it's okay to let something like this slip
2: Yeah, that's that's a great question. I've pondered that a lot too. Like, what's the statute of limitations for spoilers? I would say, I don't know. See, I want to take. I'm going to take like the long route and say, like, you know, when it when it's out of theaters, maybe, or maybe when it comes out on DVD. But that's probably a really long time. Opening weekend is definitely within that statute of limitations.
0: Certainly, (laughs) (laughs) and for a movie like uh, Dre said, you can't get tickets till like June. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Got to like you know if you don't have a ticket. It's not really your fault at that point. You just can't get in yeah. to see it. Yeah,
1: I, I say at least five ten minutes. I mean, <laughs> I'm unfriending you, dude. That's it. It's over. <laughs> no, that shit pisses me off. Like, dude, really? You can just like hold it up. I mean, start start a private group, and invite folks, and talk that shit in there. Don't put that out in public, yeah. man. It's, it's Little kids and stuff. It's like telling people Santa Claus isn't real. That's not true. Whoa. But hey, you don't, you don't say that, right? Like you just don't say that to people. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, dude. Oh man, I want to get back uh, to this uh the the Schwartz is strong. The lightsaber uh <laughs> Google actually created a game that turns your phone into a lightsaber. So
2: that's It's pretty amazing. Um I, I want it. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, it's super cool. I think it uses uh like HTML5 sockets. I'm pretty sure that would that's what it does. So you open up Chrome on your computer, you open up Chrome on your phone, uh and you go to the same URL and then it, they talk to each other and then you can use your phone as a lightsaber to like hit stuff and block stuff.
1: Yeah, so head over to google.com slash Star Wars and it'll pick up your, your account info and uh, you can pick if you want to be on the light side or the dark side. Oh, yeah. um, and then you rock and roll from there. This is pretty amazing. I went to
0: load it up and forgot like my computer all the audio into this show so (laughs) i can't check it out right now or it might start playing crazy stuff who knows but that's really cool and if google it's just neat seeing everybody like really you know come together around a movie on nerds non-nerds like you know everybody's just it's exciting like it's a fun week and it's fun kind of seeing all the stuff like this pop up you know everybody's really getting involved
2: yeah absolutely it's it's really interesting uh because you don't see this with a whole lot of things. You see this like maybe Harry Potter and maybe Lord of the Rings, but I mean, you know, really everybody's getting involved with.
0: It doesn't happen d- often.
2: Yeah, it really, and it's so cool to see, you know, this big community of people come together and just like have fun with Star Wars stuff. My Google Maps icon is an X-wing now because I chose LightSide at Google.com/slash Star Wars. Hey, yo. <laughs> oh wow! <Did> change <laughs> your Maps icon? Yeah, that's awesome. that's rad. <laughs> that really that's really cool.
1: So rad. Oh man, I, you know, it's it's an old school kind of week, right? We're, we're talking about uh, movies that came out in the 70s. I know you you youngsters don't know what that's all about, but um, the day of old, I mean, even the early days of the internet. So when I got involved with the internet, uh, one of the popular things was, um, um, you know, uh, chatting through, um, gosh, and I'm brain dumping right now, but a few, a few different online platforms. Uh, one that we used to use in the WordPress space and no longer use has been replaced by, um, um Jeez, Slack man, this this uh, is getting to me. I'm br- I am break it down. I, I
0: love this segment. I'm just anxious to see where this goes. <laughs> this this segue
1: is completely broken. But one of, one of the chat mechanisms when I f- first joined the Navy, uh, we we were using Yahoo chat, and, and over the years we've seen it uh, Yahoo go from a very progressive, um, you know, search engine and news source into like a tanking, you know, uh, flaming freaking oil tanker. Things just falling apart over the years. They've tried a few different ways to kind of uh, resource it and and revive it and it seems to be dying. Uh, as of late, there's a hedge fund that's got some plans to fix uh, fix Yahoo, uh, including firing uh, its CEO, uh, Marissa, and, and kind of moving back to its old branding and logo. Do you think there's any space uh, at this uh, in this day and age for Yahoo to revive and be some Something
2: um, of a player on the internet. Well, I just want to say that it looks like this hedge is taking out the Clippers. Uh, so, so, <laughs> sorry, uh, um, I used Yahoo Mail after I moved on from Hotmail, mm-hmm. and you know, like their Yahoo, like their personalized homepage for a while. But the only thing I really use on Yahoo now is fantasy sports, fantasy football specifically. Uh, and they seem to be doing well, at least in that regard. But you know, my dad uses Yahoo search still, uh, sure. but I don't. I don't really know anybody, you know, around my age or our age, probably that that really uses Yahoo for a lot. Uh, that said, I love Marissa Mayer. She was like, she was the first female Google employee, and you know, I, I really enjoyed her work and her stuff on like user acceptance testing. So, you know, I I would hate to see her. Get ousted from this because because Yahoo's doing poorly. But I I'm, I'm, I'm no expert in this. I don't know really what to do. Yeah, <laughs> I, <think laughs> there
0: are, I mean it's a huge uphill battle because they've I think they've just been managed so poorly for so many years. It's just not an overnight thing. And I think everyone thinks for some reason it is. Merce <laughs> I think's been there about a year and a half, um, and they're still kind of getting clobbered, you know, across the board in many many different areas. Um, and this guy's report. Um or a presentation that he submitted ninety nine slides. You're right. He he's definitely um uh, didn't hold back punches. I think uh, I think the best quote of this thing is they say many analysts and observers have said that Meyer took on an impossible task turning around Yahoo, and his response is it's not impossible at all. That's like watching Shaq shoot a few free throws and it's impossible for NBA players to make free throws. <laughs> that's just straight. That's just a straight. That's how, that's funny. I, you gotta admit that's funny, but yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's pretty, his, his suggestion is drastic. Eliminate 9,000 of the company's 12,000 jobs, you know, cut back perks, like paid for meals, buy back stocks, revert old logo. I mean, to me, I completely agree with what you said, Joe. I don't use Yahoo for much of anything. I think they do well on fantasy but even if you go to the homepage, it's like, just look at all the stuff they're doing. I just think they're spread too thin. They need what, to- what are they doing? Right? Everything. Like, I, they're I'm- trying to do everything, you know? I think that's the problem. They're trying to be everything to everybody. When they What they need to do is really focus on the top, you know, five services that are doing the best. Like, get rid of all the other shit and just focus on those, you know? Like, I think mail's probably still pretty popular. Sports, news, things like that. Like... Focus on what's working, cut everything else they probably do need to do a serious downsize i mean i don't I don't know like they've been struggling for so long,
2: yeah, I mean the other thing is that they own Flickr and Flickr has gone through some really great changes over the last couple of years right like Flickr was great before Yahoo bought them, and then there was like a a uh we'll say a bad period i guess like a dark time in in flickr's history and and then like Facebook overtook them for sharing photos, but now they're I think they focused the right amount of attention on it, and Flickr has gone through a lot of really great changes. And I still use it, and I I love it. You know, the interface is great. Their mobile apps are really good, and and you know you get a ton of space. So, you know, I don't think they're incapable of doing great things, but you know, exactly like you said, Brad, like they're they're spread too thin. They're focusing on too much.
1: Uh, you know, it's, they can't be the everything to everyone. I think, to to Brad's point, uh, that makes sense. I think that was a strategy for a lot of these, um, uh, maybe search first, uh, type of companies back in the late nineties, early two thousands, they seem to be left behind. They started to do a, a grab for all versus maybe, uh, focusing in one specific area. And I think that's what led them to where they're at today. Uh, Ultimately, one size fits all does not fit all. And we're seeing that across various services across the Internet. They're starting to streamline and focus, and it it makes sense. Uh, I've done that in business in the past, right? Like, well, we're all kind of all over the place. Well, let's refocus and really drive this a specific direction. We've seen that even lately with uh, Netflix, who's dropping their one size fits all streaming algorithm because it's just – it's probably just not gonna not not gonna work for their entire audience, right? Um, have you guys seen anything on, on that whole Netflix Netflix play as well? Yeah, this is this is this stuff really is interesting
0: because the fact that Netflix is so popular, and even some of these articles I mentioned, Netflix is responsible for about thirty seven percent of all internet traffic going to people's homes <laughs> in the, like all traffic in the U.S. thirty seven percent. Like, we talk about WordPress powering a quarter of the internet. This 37% of internet in the U.S. is Netflix traffic. So, even the smallest adjustment can have huge impacts on their service, on bandwidth, on data caps, on everything. Um, So, the fact that they spent, you know, they said after about four years of working up a new algorithm, um, that can dramatically decrease overall bandwidth usage based on what you're watching. So, if you're watching, for example, if you're watching like a kid's... You know their example here is My Little Pony, like a My Little Pony cartoon, versus watching something like the Avengers, which is insanely action-packed. And they're both you know streaming at the same bandwidth. It doesn't make sense. So the new algorithm is completely based on the style of show that you're watching. If it's like a cartoon, they can decrease the bandwidth without actually um, hurting the overall quality of the the picture. Um, I mean, this is awesome. I mean, it's I think it's neat that they're actually look rather than like basically say, look, you should have faster internet. This isn't our fault. We provide a service. They're looking at ways to make their service... They're always looking at ways to make their service better, to use less bandwidth, to make it faster, to make it more efficient, and that's one of the reasons I love Netflix.
2: Yeah, this this is absolutely great. You know, they, they are a company that constantly innovates, and it's, it's really cool to see. You know, they spent a ton of time with their recommendation algorithm, and now they're moving towards this, and it, they... I mean, to contrast Yahoo, like N- Netflix is saying we're going to do one thing and we're going to do it really well. Yeah. and Right. Yeah. And they're focusing on something that I think a lot of, I don't know, I feel a lot of people in our space maybe are just programmers in general, don't really think about anymore, which is, uh, you know, storage and and performance to an extent, you know, uh, you know, you guys have probably seen that, like uh, Apollo 11 had like 160 kilobytes on their computer and it took them into space and this website has like a four megabyte image on it or something like that. So it's cool to see them focusing on the things that's going to make things better, uh, for, for their business as well as for their users and their users wallets specifically.
1: Right. It's a different type of performance, right? That's not just performance, uh, uh on your website and something that you're, you're serving to folks, but the experience that you're having through the service that they offer. And I think right. that we're, st- we're starting to realize that in, as developers, or maybe firms and services that that offer um, offer these types of services to to the masses that want to have websites for their businesses, for for their their, their cooking blogs, what have you. And I think we're starting to realize it with things like Calypso. We're starting to realize it with things like um, the the WordPress.com desktop app uh, for Windows that just released by Automatic. We're starting to see performance changes in the way that we are uh, allowing folks to interact with their content and how they publish that. So over time, maybe that gives us uh, a better advantage to, to the clients and, and the, the the footprint that we're touching on the Internet with the services that we provide. Now, uh, again, automatic releases, uh, the WordPress.com desktop app for Windows. W- where does it go from here? We have uh, the Mac client that released now, now for Windows. I mean, do we start to see other people taking the same kind of uh, uh, pursuit or direction anytime soon? They've kind of carved the way. What's next?
0: Yeah, I mean, we mentioned. Well, I remember discussing when Calypso came out. Like, oh, it's for Mac. I wonder if there was a reason behind that. If it's based on usage or, or what? And then, you know, now we know they also had a desktop app in development. So here we go. It's on. It's on Windows now. Um, yeah, it's crazy. So kind of cool to see that they are also looking at the Windows, you know, Windows platform, which is still the the majority market share of desktop by far.
2: Yeah, th- this is a conversation that I was having with other developers recently you know most most developers i know i know i'm generalizing a lot but developers and designers i know probably use Macs primarily and they're using their favorite browser and it looks amazing and we almost put ourselves in this silo uh where we kind of forget about windows sometimes and we like do browser stack to test or something like that but it's really really cool to see uh automatic releasing this native app for windows and and I think it's also really going to drive home the power of you know Calypso and and the REST API because because at first people were thinking oh great like Word, WordPress.com made a Mac app so, but it's more than that right and you guys know that and it's so it's showing that these two apps are exactly the same because they have virtually the same code base and they're both using the REST API to talk so uh, I think that not only is it cool that we're seeing this tool come out for, for Windows machines because it is still the majority of users, but it's also really, I think, helping drive home the point of how powerful the REST API and Calypso are.
0: You, um, just pulling up some stats here. Do you guys know, a little pop quiz, do you know what the number one operating system is currently in use today? Version?
1: Number one operating, I am going to say, jeez, uh, that's a good one. I'm going to say Windows 7.
2: I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's still XP.
0: No, Dre's right. It is Windows Seven by nice. quite a bit. According, <laughs> according to net market share, it's fifty six percent. XP still is, oh, wow. is just under eleven percent. Believe it or
1: not. Wow. Yeah, which is still there, right? Like I think that. Uh, well, when you look at that, usually that's that's been the history over the last twenty plus years is um, not not latest release, but second to last Microsoft release typically holds uh, majority market share. XP
0: still has about two percent more than Windows Ten, and Windows Ten is a free update for most. A- Surprising.
1: Yeah, it'll be by uh, probably mid-year. I think that the tides will turn there. Jeez, um, it's been a, been a hell of a show. I want to talk a little bit about Pagely, guys. The, uh, they're a heck of a host. I use them for a couple of my personal sites. Uh, they're a really scalable WordPress hosting platform. In fact... Uh, the first of its kind um, kind of p- pioneered that road um, from the beginning as as the first uh, WordPress specific hosting platform. They're now offering two-factor authentication, which adds an extra layer of security uh, to your Pagely uh, customer, account, uh, customer account, which is pretty cool. Uh, Press DNS is another service that they're offering. Uh, automatically route your user's requests to one of the Pagely cache nodes closest to that user, making for faster response times, That's pretty neat. Um, I, I like uh, having that ability to kind of uh, segment traffic to, to the closest area that they're at. Uh, rapid Deploy VPS, so if you're looking for a virtual private server, uh, they've got them in nine regions, uh, and as they set up instantly, you can have a virtual private server set up pretty quickly. So if you're looking for one, uh, head over to Paisley.com. They will help you out. They are, um, they're serious about their website, uh, WordPress website hosting. Uh, they're a serious host, so go check them out, Paisley.com. We're going to get into uh, our revolving segment here, folks, which we we change each week, which is exciting. This week, we're going to head back to Legit or Quit. So what we're going to do here, uh, Big Joe, is we're going to ask some questions, and we're all going to say, hey, we, we, uh, we think it's legit, or we're going to quit, and uh, hey, talk a little bit about what we think about the specific topic. Sound good?
2: Sounds good to me.
1: All right. Let's hey, Brad, it. you got your horn ready there, buddy?
0: I got my... That's not my horn. This is
1: my horn. Let's do it. Holy cow. So security's a big deal. We've seen security problems over the years. I've seen it maybe more than some. Uh, I've seen some really nasty stuff. And one of the things that we run into is not having secure transactional data over the Internet. Uh, This can run you into a whole stream of problems when you're logging into your accounts from not so much Facebook and and such anymore. But even with WordPress today, it's not default that you have an SSL certificate in, uh, in your login area. Hosting providers across the globe uh, are talking about starting to implement SSL by default for WordPress in 2016. Joe, is that legit or
2: quit? I think that's legit. Uh, I, people, you know, they're, I think that it's often an oversight, especially for logging into something like the WordPress admin. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad to see it's, it's being implemented by default.
0: Yep, I agree. Absolutely legit. I mean, you know, we all know the importance of of encryption and HTTPS. There's new initiatives. uh, Let's Encrypt, one of them. It's a, you know, it's a free, automated, open uh, certificate authority. You know, getting encryption on your website should not be scary. Um, And with these initiatives like Let's Encrypt, with hosts automatically enabling it, hopefully it becomes something we don't even think about. You know, you install a site, it's automatically behind HTTPS. Done. It's not even an option. Legit
1: for me it's all about standards making sure that we don't compromise the actual security of having some type of certificate authority uh um you know making sure that these certificates are, are legit uh, they're not being faked and that type of stuff so as long as we're in a place where that is is something that uh we we can live by uh, we're in a good spot what ends up happening is we've got a lot of uh vendors ssl specific uh vendors that uh, may have a little bit to say about this whole movement uh, I think over time it makes sense to do this for every single site, um, but I think it's it's, it's going to take a while to get there. So I think that the beginning of this is is now 2016 may be a big year to start transitioning a lot of sites to SSL. I encourage everybody to consider it if they haven't done it already. I say it's legit. Hopefully, not too many people on red tape getting away. <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. Man, you guys know that I'm Cuban and I love my stogies. Probably love them a little bit more than I should. With all the talk of opening up movement into Cuba from the U.S., will Cuban cigars be readily available for the U.S. in
2: 2016? Joe, what are you thinking? As much as I want to say legit on this one, I think it's going to take a little bit longer. So maybe 2017, 2018. But I'm going to have to say quit on this one, even though it pains me to do so.
0: Yeah, you know, to be honest, I'm going to say legit just because I'd like to see it, but I have no evidence to support that, so (laughs) I'd like to see Cuban cigars
1: in the U.S., but uh, who knows? I'll go legit. That's okay. It would make me quite happy, but unfortunately, I just don't see it. A lot of the stuff, the political movements that we've seen, uh, even engaged around the embassies and the standing of flags in Cuba and the U.S. are something short-sighted, in my opinion. It won't help uh, the movement of Cuban cigars or any of the goods or even inflate Uh, capital into the households that are poor and broke and not eating in Cuba. So one day it'll happen. It won't be 2016, although we're heading that way. I call it quit, unfortunately. Wow, we just talked about security. Let's step it back a little bit. Uh, WPE, so WordPress engine, WP engine, recently experienced a breach that could have exposed customer credentials. They put out an email pretty quickly. They had everything under control. They asked for passwords to be reset. In some instances, they reset uh, automatically was this breach disclosed uh, and handled
2: properly? Uh, so that's a super scary thing, right? Uh, a breach sure. happening, and, and uh, it can happen to anybody. And I think WP Engine handled it really well. They were very communicative as soon as they knew it happened. They reset all the passwords everywhere, which is a pain in the neck for people. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think they communicated it properly and i think they took the proper steps that they could have taken uh, to make sure that nothing worse happened so i'm going to say legit
0: yeah i'm going legit too i mean as soon as they knew there was uh, something could have happened um, without evidence that anything did happen but it could have happened they i feel like they took the right steps they alerted their they alerted their customers uh received emails automatically reset all passwords and not just logging into the portal passwords reset you know database credentials SFTP logins everything In an automated fashion, which you know, a small inconvenience is is nothing um, versus getting your site hacked in some way. So overall, I was impressed with the way they handled it. It's not; it's an unfortunate event, but at the end of the day, these things happen, and it's really all about how things get handled
1: um, and what we can learn from it moving forward. So I think it's legit. Uh, You 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 just just nailed it. I I think it's how it's handled. It's not when and if it happens because it's going to happen. I don't care what host you are. It's just the way that it goes if We live in a world where folks are attacking folks for, for no damn good reason. In some instances, it's for political posture. In others, they want to make some moolah. Let's put some cash in the wallet. Ultimately, it's up to you to make sure that you're keeping um, your, your passwords uh, secure. And on rotation, change them. Make sure that you're using one password for one account, not for every account, especially when you're grouping Facebook and your and your bank accounts. And if you are doing that, you should let me know because uh, that would be kind of awesome. I can use some cash. I think it's 100% <laughs> legit. They handled it outstandingly, and I commend WP Engine for kicking ass every single day. God bless it. I think it's going to be the San Diego Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers before 2016. I'm going to have to call this legit, unfortunately. Will the San Diego Chargers finally move to Los Angeles next season?
2: I know literally nothing about this topic, but I'm going to say quit just on the fact that traffic in Los Angeles is already terrible. Why move another team there and make it even worse?
0: (laughs) Well, that's logic if I've ever heard it. Uh, I'm going to say legit, the Chargers suck. I almost feel like they've thrown in the towel just so they can move because the season is not good. And unfortunately, uh, San Diego is a small market and Los Angeles is a monstrous market. Um, they want to go there. I think it's going to happen. Los Angeles Chargers legit. Uh,
1: Joe, I, I love uh, I love your sentiment, but it really comes down to the Benjamins baby. And when you talk about the second largest media market in the United States, it's no shitter that the Spanos is trying to move the San Diego Chargers to Los Angeles. Um, what's interesting there, and I'm torn being a Los Angeles or Los Angeles Chargers fan uh, since I was eight years old. Uh, going to the Murph as I was a kid. I've got season chargers tickets today. Uh, So I'm saddened a bit by the move. I don't know where I'm going to be next year, but I think it's an inevitable move. And at the end of the day, a smart business decision for the Spanos family. Uh, I I say it's legit. (laughs) It's a cold game, but I'm telling you, uh, mark my words, it's going to be the San Diego Raiders before too long. So... (laughs) No. Gosh, there was a town here recently that, that announced. I think that they passed, in fact, uh, I don't know if it was a law or so, some statute or something, saying that uh, they they don't want to put up any solar farms because it might suck up all the energy from the sun. Now, uh, the, I, rumor has it that, that wasn't the whole story. There was other things involved there, but is this
2: le- legit or quit? <laughs> Uh, As far as it actually happening, I think it actually did happen. Uh, I think that's legit. I think the sentiment is uh, totally quit. um, Right. I I read this article and they're worried about putting a fourth, like a fourth solar farm up. And uh, one of the dissenters was a retired science teacher. Yes. And her husband who said that, yeah, exactly. It's going to suck up all the energy from the sun. So I think they need to go back to those science classes. And, uh, you know, learn how the sun works and how solar power works. But it's crazy. Uh, man, e-
1: even to the extent of saying I want more information, enough is enough. I don't see the profit for the town. People come with hidden agendas. Until we can find if anything is going to damage this community, we should sign this paper. So, yeah, th- this this is amazing. This was in a Woodland, North Carolina.
0: I don't know what to believe here. I've heard the same thing, Dre. Like I don't like it's. There's no way this could be real, right? There's no freaking way this could be real. I, I mean, I gotta go quit just on the basis that this can't be freaking real. You know, I, I, I don't know if the media skewed it or there's something else at play here. I've heard a little bit of those rumblings too, Dre. That maybe this wasn't how it all went down. I'm going to quit. I got to believe in humanity, and I just don't think people are that
1: stupid. Uh, uh, just because I hate solar companies and the the idea that they they are not not really challenged by law uh, in uh, at least in the state of California because there's no real precedence. I'm, uh, right uh, I'm a little I'm excited. I'm excited. Dude. No bias. They got, yeah, they they got challenged with a completely stupid approach, and I think it's hilarious. Uh, but uh, obviously, um, that's just. That's just stupid. (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) Uh, That ends our Legit or Quit segment. Thank you guys for playing and participating. We'll be back with another episode of, uh, no, sorry. (laughs) Uh, PTI will come on at 5 o'clock Pacific. (laughs) Guys, this has been awesome. Mr. Goodhouse, uh, geez, uh, Joe, awesome to spend some time with you at Work Camp U.S., we got to smoke a, a bit of a stogie there. I was a little exhausted flying out first thing in the morning. What's the next event you're going to be at? Are we going to see you on the streets here sometime soon?
2: I, uh, uh, you know, I'm getting married next year, so I'm trying to figure out my, uh, my travel plans. But right now I, I have tickets to Pressnomics. Awesome. And uh, I've, I've applied to speak at, uh, I believe it's Miami and Atlanta. So, uh, you know, I, I will definitely be out there in 2016. So we'll have to make sure we, we're at the same event.
1: I hope I hope to uh, spend some time with you, but it was a great time uh, chatting with you then, chatting with you today. It's Absolutely. been a hell of an episode. Where can folks find you?
2: Uh, they can find me at the newly designed Casabona.org. Uh, I am Jay Casabona on every social network forever, except for Skype, and uh, you know, and at my my new project wp one
1: I love it, man. Well, congratulations on all your efforts. Uh, I wish you the best of luck on your new efforts. Uh, your time at Crowd Favorite, exciting stuff. Uh, you're a great part of the community. Certainly, love chatting with you, and I look forward to hanging out with you in 2016. Bradford, hell of a show, man.
0: Oh man, I'm geeked up. I really want to see Star Wars now. I don't know, I, and build a Death Star, but you know.
1: I, I sense a christmas bonus in our future my friend uh,
0: I, I hope it's a 20 million dollar one when we get that kickstarter going
1: <laughs> that's what i'm talking about the death star bitches man i'll tell you what great episode thanks uh awesome thanks episode. for joining us again joe you can find brad at williams ba and myself at dre on twitter and all sorts of other fun places on the internet for the rad and Dread. i'm the doctor thanks for joining us on episode 86 with joe casabona Thanks for listening. If you have content for the show, want to submit to be a guest host, or just want to listen to previous shows, visit DRADCAST.com. While you're there, make sure you click the iTunes subscribe link to catch us on iTunes. Don't forget to follow at DRADCAST
0: on Twitter. Join Brad and Dre for a new guest host
1: next time on another episode of the DRADCAST.